not gonna go there. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I could. Like, that's the weird thing, right? It's like, why show up and start a fire where there's no need to start yeah, a fire? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's like you, I've got, I've got no claim to shit. So yeah. why go over there and be like, you know what? I've got claim to shit. I didn't put any work into it. So I didn't put any work into it. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I don't. I don't, I don't feel like I'm entitled to anything. So at backside attack, at big save, tilling the soil. Yeah, the new sub series on the barely safe tilling, barely safe, barely safe farming, barely safe farming. Yes, barely safe farming. You want to see yeah. something wild? Look at that. What do you think that is? Who did that? This is my uh, my six year old niece decided that she was going to five, well five. She'll be she is, will be six. Is that Pennyworth? I I don't know, but she is super into creepy shit right now. Oh, and she's learned how to draw things to make them creepy. Mm-hmm. So she has an understanding of like wild creepy stuff. Oh. So she was drawing this upstairs while I was down here playing video games with the older one. Mm-hmm. And uh, she comes like downstairs with this thing behind her back. And she's like, I've got something for you. I'm like, what? She's like, and she's always giggling, like maniacal giggling. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what, what is it? And then she just like shoves it in my face. And this thing's got like fucking band-aids for eyes and sharp teeth, scraggly hair. Uh, Clearly uh, like, you know. Uh, did she say, did she just look at you straight when she did, she didn't say a word when she showed a t-shirt? No, she was, she was giggling like a psychopath. Oh, okay. And this like, like magic rune on its chest. Some sort of amulet. Yeah. It's the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, or this the Scarlet Letter. The Scarlet Letter. It's probably the Eye of Agamotto. <laughs> She's too young to know what the Scarlet Letter is. She doesn't. She told me it was me, so how would she know that I'm an adulterer? I'm not an adulterer. I've uh, never adulted. Never adulted. <laughs> I've never adulted. Yeah. I'm the, not adulting. Wait, how old is she again? Six. Six? She will be six. She's five five and like three quarters. Yeah, because when I was seven mm-hmm. uh, in elementary, um, I was looking at those. You know the Universal Monster uh, books that We've came out many times. Yeah, yeah, you know those books that were like orange and like uh, Karloff and Karloff and all those ones. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's when I was uh, when I was reading that stuff and just being like, just totally like obsessed Unthrawed. with it. Yeah, obsessed. enthralled by it. Yeah, so I just like I just I, I wanted to like I didn't know where to buy them from. So well, you just stole them from the library. You go to the I library, return them. Yeah, I, you check them out. I, I checked them out. I never like I never gave them back. But they knew they knew I was the only one reading those. So they're like, yeah, yeah. can you bring those back, please? You just basically say like, I don't know where they are. I lost them. And then your parents to give them like forty five dollars for a book that's worth like a nickel. Yeah, and then after yeah, exactly. So when I gave them back, I had to like then I went to the video store and rented all the movies and I just watched them like incessantly. Those were like for us like as little kids that was the internet research. Mm-hmm. Like you would go not not the internet research foundation not the Russian spy system no but you would go to the library library mm-hmm. and you would check out your books and you bring them home and you'd read some cool shit yeah you take that cool shit and you you absorb yourself into it and you like ask your dad to take you to the video store mm-hmm. and rent that movie. Yeah, I think I remember. I, I told him I was like, I want to see this movie, and he's like, uh, Castello, I was, Yeah, I, I want to see like the Mummy. I saw all those Universal pictures, and they were just they blew my mind. I'm like, this is so cool. Then I started rent. I started getting more into like, and then when I started watching Count Ducula, and I started watching right. um, anything with vampires and werewolves. I was just obsessed with Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Yeah, I think then, for my money to mm-hmm. this day, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Still yeah, that stands so up. It's so good. Like in 2023, if you look at the effects they had back then, oh, it's incredible. The underwater sequences in that movie hold up against sequences in in like today's horror movies. Yeah, it's it's so that one in uh, the Invisible Man. Invisible Man is yeah. really good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. for like, when you think like what was that like 19 like 45 whatever it was Down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, I was like pretty early in the era of like visual effects. That Invisible Man just blew people's minds. Love it. Yeah, that that's um, I guess sadly the the. Uh, that universal, like, I guess they're trying to build that that that, that monster verse, whatever right. it's called. Yeah, that didn't. Uh, the Tom Cruise. I, I think Tom Cruise sank that ship pretty pretty bad. Tom Cruise or Bomb Cruise. Yeah, 
Uh, he had to run. He had to run uh, through. He had to run through that movie. Well, I mean, he does in that one too. He does a Tom Cruise run. The run couldn't save it. But uh, but it doesn't I'll, look bad. No, no. I, like the, the thing is, like, it's a Tom Cruise movie rather than a Mummy movie, right? But uh, but I guess Brendan Fraser made that too. <laughs> but his was more fun. That was more of an it was adventure. Way movie. more fun. Fucking Brendan Fraser throwing that chair, at that dude. Yeah, is still like for me an iconic moment. Oh yeah, in in like adventure, like tough guy moments. Yeah, I think they're. I think I thought they were still trying to do something with it, but I'm not too sure what if they're going to. But I think this person broke it down on the YouTube. I mean, you can search for this, but like, apparently Tom Cruise when he runs in movies, oh, they I've make they yeah they make more money. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. There was an actual um like the science of Tom Cruise running in movies. Yeah, his like and his form and everything is perfect. Yeah, well, there's an actual like there's a there's a breakdown of it. No, yeah, not like a scientific formula, but there's like a shot, I guess like a set of shots that they use. To get him in that moment where it's just like chest out, arms back, full tail. Full tail. Like breathing, just like, yeah, not just breathing. Like, yeah, like he's just like, I don't know, I can't even imitate it. Like he's the just, best one has got to be like um, uh, Mission Impossible 3, right? Yeah. When, yeah. He's, when the crowd, when, uh, oh yeah, no, I, yeah. In, in China? Or wherever? Yeah, you can see that when he's uh, he's running, like it's a, it's a it's a pan shot. Like it's ready and the camera's just moving with them and he's just right. running like that. Yeah. So. He's like against all the older buildings. Yeah. He's in, he's in the, in the frame, in the, in the uh, buildings. And the frame is just keeping with him the entire time yeah. he's running. Yeah, that one in Ghost Protocol when he's running away from the Kremlin when the Kremlin's right. being destroyed. Yeah. Oh, when he kind of gets blown away to the side. Yeah. God, great. The iconic scenes, man. Mm-hmm. The one in Rain Man when he smacks Dustin Hoffman and runs after his girlfriend. Yeah. That guy can run. <laughs> yeah, that guy can I run. Think that would happen. <laughs> but no, I mean that's that's kind of become his trademark. The Tom Cruise run is like if you say the Tom Cruise run. Yeah. Everybody knows what it is. Yeah. And I, I wish he, I wish he ran in Rain Man. <laughs> I wish he did. Yeah. It'd be great if he like slapped Dustin Hoffman yeah. for saying something or like hitting on his girlfriend. And then all of a sudden, the Dustin Hoffman's crying in the corner, girlfriend screaming down the hallway in the casino. Yeah, and he outran his, his, his sports car in that movie. Right? <laughs> he outruns his sports car. Oh, he did have a nice car in that, yeah. didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that was beautiful. Hey, speaking of older movies or older TV shows, so I uh, I picked up like that uh, that freebie I was talking about last time through that Pluto, Pluto TV. Yeah. Not a sponsor, but if they want to pay us, I'll take their money. Yeah. Um, and I was watching Family Ties. Um, Family Ties fucking sucks. It's not a great show. Michael Michael J. Fox is incredible in all of his scenes, mm-hmm. and everybody else is garbage. <clears throat> and I know that's like an unpopular opinion, but as a show, because I've been watching that and Cheers, and to think they're both made at the same time, you look at the production value of Cheers, which looks like a filmed, like it looks like a movie. Every scene. Okay, okay, I'll stop you right there. And and Family Ties it looks like a videotaped piece of hot garbage. Okay, okay, I will stop you right there. Um, I can't uh, disagree with you on that. Um, it is it is a Michael J. Fox driven show. Exactly that. Okay, so the, the supporting cast is there to like prop him up and like just make him look even better. Yes. So it doesn't have the rewatchability of Cheers. At no all. way. At all. Yeah. And the problem is, there's too much of the supporting cast. Yeah, like, like I, there are full storylines. Yeah, like, like, no I, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't, like there, there's. There's certain episodes that are great. Oh no, I, I will give yeah, you that. But absolutely. But like, and Michael J. Fox is the fact that he's like a Republican, uh, rather than his and his hippie-based parents and stuff like that. So the emotional moments were were good in some parts, but I was like, but overall as a show, Cheers had so many standout uh, actors and characters. It's a, it really is an ensemble. Yeah, it's an ensemble. It's not just Sam and Diane. No, it's not. It's like it's uh, it's it's everybody. It's it's uh, Frasier. It's like uh, it's a bunch of guys. It's a uh, yeah, see, it's, it's an ensemble cast. Norm, Fraser, Cliff. Cliff, yeah. Uh, Carla. Carla is brilliant. Carla, yeah. <laughs> and everything. I mean, yeah. 
just a ball buster, always mean. Mm-hmm. Now, like she really is the Louis De Palma yep. of Cheers. Yeah, Diane. Never, Diane. I mean, you know what? Like, I mean, I as I a loved kid, her. I loved her when I was a kid. I I hate as a kid. I hated her. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I appreciate that character. I, lo- I know I loved her because I love that movie. Uh, remember that movie, Caveman? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Ringo Starr. Yeah, yeah Caveman. I remember that? Oh, I always get Caveman mixed up with um. The first part of history of the world. Oh, the first okay, yeah. the cave the oh, that's ten thousand BC yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, history, history of the world part. That's one. okay. It is it is one of those things I would yeah. do. I, mm-hmm. I make a mistake and I feel terrible. About it. <laughs> it's when you, it's it's one of your feelings. <laughs> it's one of my feelings. One of my feelings. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I always kind of felt like in the in the hindsight, in the rear view of my memory, I used to think that like Michael J. Fox and Family Ties, the theme song, it was just so good. And watching it now. It's just not good. It's not that good at all. It's the thing is that it's it, yeah. I, I couldn't go back. I can't go back and watch it, even though I have access to it. Right. Like we all do. But like yep. it's just like a. It's just not yeah because like it's not as like it, it's just like are you if you were a huge fan of Michael J. Fox then yeah watch that movie like watch the show like on repeat obviously right because right. he's he's so good in that show he makes that show, he's the engine of that show right oh for sure when he's in like the scenes with him the the episodes that are uh, Alex P Keaton centric yeah the shows that kind of like revolve around his character are all so fun yeah and like and the the stories that that focus on uh every other character Tina Yothers yeah Tina Yothers and like He's always yeah, Bateman and stuff like that. They're all like sad stories. They're kind of sad, or yeah. they're just like their character fails. Yeah, and I, I just like uh, or like when Tom Hanks comes in, he's like the right the idol. Then he turns into like a total loser and stuff like that. I don't right. I don't know. I just this it, I don't know. I just can't um like yeah couldn't watch it anymore. It's hard know? to watch. And like I'm now that I've got access to all these old shows because I've got a couple streaming services like free ones like Plex is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tubi is great. But even, like, I was kind of going back and, and just trying to see if I remember these things the way I remembered them. I saw it Too Close for Comfort mm-hmm. with uh, Knight there. Ted Knight? Yep. And even that was good. Like, I was watching the first episode of that. It's like the slutty daughter, the smart daughter, mm-hmm. the grumpy father, the dumb neighbor, and the nice, well-meaning, but, like, overbearing mother. Yeah. It had, like, that full story set up. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. Like, every scene is really good. Physical comedy is there. The The skanky comedy is there. The clueless comedy, like it's got, and the story beats are all hit really well. Yeah, by all members of the cast. I yeah. was watching Family Ties, where the kid wouldn't uh, throw the like the baby. They just had the baby. And yeah, I know it's one of your pet peeves when they introduce like the baby into the show. Fresh Prince, a Fresh Prince, like when the new kid show. <laughs> like I know you hate that, and that's what I was watching was the one where um the the dad there, what's his name, uh, Gross. Michael Gross. Michael Gross, where yep. he's mad because because the whole idea is they were burnout hippies who became like upstanding members of the society, right? Yes. And now they want the kid to be highly intelligent and he's not doing a ring toss. Mm-hmm. And the overselling to the wife, to uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie about, look at this, he won't throw the ring into the ring toss. It's like, it's such a dumb sequence. Oh yeah. That I was just, I was, I was infuriated. I was so mad yeah, at I, myself. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think that was good. You know, you, you know what you got to do hmm. to like rinse that out of your head? Hmm. Watch Tremors. Oh, his greatest role. Yeah. His greatest role. No, you're right. Yeah. Him and Reba McIntyre as the gun-toting maniacs in Tremors yeah. is just the best. The best. He's so good in that. Yeah. That's an ensemble piece where the, like, Michael Grosser is good. <laughs> right. And a good death. A good death, Man, yeah. he has like re- and great kills. Man, Tremors is so good. Tremors is awesome. Tremors is such a good movie. Yeah. It is like, it is like a great, it's a great movie. Like anyone can watch that and enjoy it. I mean, bar none, man. Like Tremors for... Kevin Bacon... For like the um, the creature feature type thing, like yep. that, that kind of movie where you don't know, like they don't really give you any insight into what the monster is. Yeah. You just know there's a thing that wants to murder you. Yep, that's true. And that's all, the, like Predator is kind of like that. 
it's kind of like that, but yeah, but yeah, Predator is just like, yeah, it's a little bit more rounded. It's more rounded. Yeah. This is like, Tremors is just fun. Tremors is fun. Yeah. Like, uh, Predator is like 80s, like macho sci-fi. Yeah. Um, gun-toting excellence. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And Tremors is just is two just, idiots. Yeah, just two idiots and Ake Shen from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Right. No. <laughs> two idiots and weird monsters and they don't know how to handle it. Yeah, Ake Shen who, who like owns a... Uh, like a five and dine? A, a fine and dine in uh, yeah, yeah. the middle of... you know, oh, the diner. Yeah, a diner in yeah, yeah. the middle of nowhere. In the middle of like Arizona or some shit like that. Yeah, and the Pepsi machine that keeps making noise and next thing you know, Ake Shen is... Scrambled eggs for breakfast. Scrambled eggs for breakfast. Yeah. It's uh, the, the sound yeah. of that machine. Yeah. When it, when it hits and you know it's like, oh, they're all going to die now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. They're all going to die now. Yeah. I okay. remember when I first watched that movie, I was like, this movie is it's, this movie's perfect. Well, here's a question. What are some of like the B movies that you remember? Because I mean, like everybody knows that my favorite like <clears throat> comedy of all time is a straight up B movie. Yeah. The Burbs. Yeah. Burbs. I, I fucking think it's like a comedy underrated gem. I don't think I don't think it is a B movie. You don't think it's a B movie? No, I mean, I, it's got A-list stars in it. Yeah. I Carrie think, Fisher, I, I, Tom it's, Hanks. It's a, it's a product of its times. Like, there was no... Right. So, I think that's, like... That's a calling... Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off a B-movie. No, oh, no. I no, think no. so. I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a much bigger following. It, no, but it's it's like a... But it still, like, has that appeal to it. Like, uh, like I, one... Actually, what, what, what else a good B-movie B is for mm-hmm. the 80s? Career Opportunities. Oh, career opportunities are good too. Yeah, pop your keys on there. There you go. Yeah. I always, I just want to see the thing. Yeah, yeah. Career opportunities, mannequin. Yeah, mannequin's yeah, good. Good B movies. Yeah, those are really good B movies. Yeah, there's um great theme song. Yes. Starship. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, nothing's gonna stop us now. Nothing's gonna stop us. Now. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's gonna stop us now. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's. I could. I could go like on forever about eighties uh, B movies. But what is a uh, maybe like a schlock, fun. Like what is what is one of those things from the eighties that's been overlooked that you think is just like a just a gem? Okay, besides American Ninja, <clears throat> maybe that's the one. Or there's one that I well, I watched the other night actually, and I hadn't seen it in so long, and it is just so much fun to watch. Hmm. Um, have you heard of this movie called The Wraith? Oh, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. With Charlie Sheen? Yeah, I've yeah. heard of it, but I've never got around to seeing it. Yeah, you should watch that movie. Really? It's so good. Huh. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a great movie. I'll um, give that a shot. What's another one? Three O'Clock High? Another one I haven't seen. Yeah, Three O'Clock High is great. Hmm. Um, oh, my God. 1984. Um, 1984 is good. Very good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Chud. Yeah. Chud is good. Chud is well, good. Chud, Chud is, again, Chud is one of those, like, looking back movies. Oh, no, sorry, not, yeah, sorry, not, class of 1984. Class of 1984. Yeah, that one is great. Okay, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's, oh, no, 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 I have seen class of 1984. I yeah. remember the movie, the, the poster now. Yeah, yes, remember, yes. Yeah, I remember the sequel, that's class good. of 1984, which takes place in the future. Right. With, uh, what's your name in it? From, uh, uh, Jackie Brown? Right. Uh, Pam Greer. Pam Greer, and yeah. And it's in, it's made, like, a year after class yes, of 1984. exactly. Yeah, no, that's yeah. also really good. Yeah, that one's great. That's not bad. Yeah, and yeah, I could. Oh my god, I can go. I can go on forever. There are a few, and there are some like good horror, like good, like really good B horror movies out oh, there. Oh yeah, like House. Um, House is great. Um, Howling. Um, Dead and Buried. Yeah, Doctor Giggles. Oh, uh, Dead and Buried is crazy. Dead and Buried is, is crazy. Doctor Giggles is really good too. Yeah, man, I remember when I first saw Doctor Giggles. I'm like, that guy's not special. Like I used to think that he was like he was the guy from LA Law. I thought he was really yeah like like mentally challenged. He, you, know what, you know what it is? It's his eyes. His the, eyes. His eyes are creepy as hell. The whole package, man. Yeah. What a good actor. Mm-hmm. He was great as a bad guy in uh, the Liam Neeson Dark Man. Dark Man. That's right. Yeah. Man, we're just doing like a, a rifle of movies. Now. Oh, I, I, now we're just like naming movies. Yeah, like. we can just go on and on. Like that. 
move on to the yeah move on get like big trouble in china like that's a for me it's like i just don't feel like there are okay so those all hold up right those all hold up my, my point is that those all hold up last night i was kind of bored and i, I didn't know what else to watch so i i threw on the uh, the netflix there and i watched day shift yep uh, jamie fox uh, yes vampire movie mm-hmm. i i don't think that movie is gonna hold up it's fun enough to watch but it's like that good enough thing i remember yep. like me and dan one time said like uh like good enough by definition isn't good enough like if you say yeah it's good enough it means that it's not good it's enough. not good enough if you say like, if you say it like that care, yeah. right so to me it's one of those movies it's good enough but eh, it's not like good enough yeah that's true where it's just like too much uh like the story isn't as tight as it could be a lot of fun but it just feels like in better hands it would have been great i would like to see a sequel of the brothers though have you seen it i have not seen the brothers no no no, no. i mean the the day shift Oh no, I've seen the, I haven't I haven't seen Dave. You haven't seen Dave? I'm sure Dave does. Scott Adkins and uh that's uh Howie. Steve Howie? Steve Howie? Yeah, they play these two like Eastern European like they basically play two guys who were pulled out of Blade 2, the mm-hmm. the kill squad. Yeah. From Blade 2. They mm-hmm. basically play they play two of those guys. They're just straight up murder, like vampire murderers. They kill as many vampires as they can mm-hmm. in the shortest amount of time they can. And that's how they kind of make their name. Oh, okay. I would love to see a movie just about those two guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would be, that would be very fun. I'm the try- rest of it just, eh. Try to think what else. Like there's dogs in it. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, you know, that, that's it's, it's claim, claim to fame. Yeah. yeah Snoop Dogg plays a, a very tall cowboy vampire killer. The other, what's another one? Um, Actually in the eighties, uh, what else was like really prevalent was um cool. ninja movies. Oh, the eighties is all about ninja movies. Like Black Eagle, Enter the Ninja Three, Domination, Domination, <laughs> Enter the Ninja, Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja Three, The Domination. Yeah, there was like there's too many to name. Uh, American Ninja One, Two, Three, Four, Delta Force, Delta Force, all the Chuck Norris Chuck movies, Norris movies, Octagon. Octagon is actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's terrible, but it's also pretty good. Oh yeah, Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. Remember Jim Cotta? I, re- I remember Jim Cotta completely. I remember the t- I remember watching the commercial for it. <laughs> in, in like okay, I remember the commercial because like I always say when I was a kid my parents had a VHS mm-hmm. uh kiosk in one of the stores, <clears throat> all the stores they had, and all the the convenience stores. And they would have those little TVs that would just play the trailers on repeat. Yep. Trailers that were on repeat for me that were like always there was Octagon, Jim Cotta, Flashdance, Karate Kid and Back to the Future. Uh, ah, yeah. And I remember oh and uh Revenge on uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I remember those trailers as being played like nonstop in that thing, mm-hmm. and like they would always have like the the trailer versions of the movie the movie theme. Yeah. So like the Flash Dance theme and uh, um, Training Hard from Karate Kid. Yeah. But they would always show that part of Jim Cotta where they're doing the flips. Yeah. They're attacking him. Mm-hmm. They're all they're clearly on trampolines. Yeah. And they're all jumping at the same time to get him, and he's just doing the Jim Cotta like uh, what are those bars called? The the parallel bars. Parallel bars. He's yeah. fighting all those guys on parallel bars. What the fuck is going on? He's in the woods. There's parallel bars in the woods. Don't ask. <laughs> it's best not to ask. Yeah. So good though. Yeah, I think yeah, I think there's um, I think that that's why like the, you could I think that's why 80s was so good is because there's so many movies you could just enjoy rather than mm. judge. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you know you know what's crap going in. There were so many movies out there that were just complete garbage. Yeah, they're just fun. But they were they were well made. Mm-hmm. They're like okay, Teen Wolf. Is really stupid. It's dumb as it's hell. It's so dumb. But man, it's a well shot, well made. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's so much fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Yeah. But like when you actually try to break it down for like, let's just do, let's have a story discussion. Yeah. On on a, a James Lipton style story discussion on the the oh, James Lipton on Teen Wolf. God. And the the unremarkable sequel Teen Wolf Two. Is he? Is he? Is he still working? Lipton, I think he died. Did he? Yeah, I think he okay. died a few years ago. But Teen Wolf, as dumb as it is. It's very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun, fun movie to watch. Yeah, Gremlins is like that. Gremlins is like that. Gremlins is really dumb. That kid in Gremlins is a dick. 
Like, when you think about when the guy tells him, don't get water on him, and he's like, watch the water on the gremlins. Yeah. And gives them to his teacher, and he's, like, putting the bubbles, or making the bubbles on their back to make more gremlins. Like, he's such an unlikable main character. Yeah, I know, yeah. There's, I can't, I'm trying to think. What else could, could I think of, like, that's in the 80s? There's so many. There, the 80s was full of very watchable. Like, 85 and 86 were, were gem years. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, there's just so many. Even, like, when you think about the hits that came out. Like, I mean, there was no drought of hit movies. No. Dirty Dancing. Dirty like Dance. I said, Flashdance. Um, another dance. Footloose and other dancing movies. Yeah. All the dancing movies. Let's, let's talk about all the dance movies. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. All great. Yeah, and with, with, with outstanding soundtracks, which, right. is, which is something you don't see now. Now they, they, they release a, a soundtrack for a movie, like, just because they have to. They, they have, have to. to. And they're not great. Like, they're not great. I think scores are more... Than soundtracks these days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You get way more like this, like the, uh, the theatrical. Yeah, like exactly. Composer, the compositions, right? Yeah. Cause which yeah. also aren't great. Which, which are not great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a real bummer, man. Cause like, I used to remember there was a, I just, I was watching a commercial for <clears throat> Indiana Jones, like the, the Indiana Jones on Paramount plus. And when that theme hits, I watched the whole trailer. I watched the whole commercial. Like, it's just like, when you hear the, the dum, dum, da, da, dum, da, da, it's like immediately you're just like, I'm watching this trailer. Cause like, I can't get enough of the Harrison Ford. Indiana yeah. Jones moments and the theme is a huge part of that star wars is a big part of that superman that's a big part of it right yep exactly yeah john williams yeah the john williams uh kind of right. like it gets you going yeah and it just seems like as good as like han zimmer and those guys are it's like they don't have they don't make a hook no like they don't give you that like everybody if you see the, the superman theme people yeah know. They'll, yeah they'll give you like a they'll give you power they'll give you atmosphere but they won't give you like a hook right yeah they won't give you like a there's no theme hit yeah which is why when um they were asking danny elfman when they, he was rescoring uh <coughs> Oh, y'all right there, buddy? Excuse me, sorry. When yeah. he was um redoing the music for Justice League. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're going to hear the Batman theme. Yeah. And they're like, well, which one? And he's like, the Batman theme, dummy. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, the way he said it was so much disdain. He's like, no, the bat, there's only the ba- one. There's only one. There's the Batman theme that I wrote that was in the movie 1989, and that's the Batman theme. Yeah. And then he'll use the Superman theme, because there's only one. You know, as good as, like, Hans Zimmer did a really good job. I hate Man of Steel, but the soundtrack is great. Mm-hmm. The music is really good. Yeah. But it's not the John Williams score. It's no, it's not. not the no. Superman theme. Mm-hmm. There's no hook to it. But First Flight is probably one of the best pieces of music in a movie in a mm-hmm. long time. In a long time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's actually a really, really, really good sound. The, that sequence is quite good. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, no family says, hey, they're getting rid of the, uh, they're doing it to James Bond too, huh? What are they doing? The books. They're getting all the racism out of the James Bond books. They like are? They did for Roald Dahl. And they backpedaled on the Roald Dahl. So the Roald Dahl, they, like uh, two weeks ago, like, hey, we're getting rid of all the racist, mean, vile, fat boy language. Like Augustus Gloop is no longer oh, yeah, fat. Yeah. He's just like enormous. The Oompa Loompas are, uh, they're very gender neutral now. So wait, is it better to like buy those books now? Uh, if you get those editions. But now they they pull back. Penguin was like, we're, we're pulling back. We're, now, we're no longer going to release only the edited versions. There will be the classic editions mm-hmm. that are written how the author wrote it. And then there will be the edition for youngsters or for like young children. Oh, so you'll still be able to buy like the... Get the, the one you want. Okay. So if good. you feel like your kids are weak as puppy shit yeah. and should never toughen up, then you don't bring them the classic editions. Mm-hmm. You get them the one for kids. Yeah. And you do a terrible job as a parent and you don't educate them as to why you shouldn't call people fat. Instead, you just think your kids are dummies because you're probably a dummy. And you buy the children's version. Yeah. You know, there's a, actually, there was a thing on Facebook hmm. saying that, is it okay to use the word fat? Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, I know. And there was like, yes, no, and who cares? And is it okay to use the word fat? 90, 90% of the peop- people voted, yes, it's okay to use the word fat. Right. 
It's in the English Dictionary. It's in the English Dictionary. You can use it. Full fat milk. Yeah. It doesn't mean that because milk has full fat that all of a sudden we think yeah. it's going to be offensive to somebody else. Fat is good for you. Fat's good for you. Here's the thing, man. <clears throat> no, like, okay, fat shaming is bad. It's mean to fat shame somebody. But, like... It's okay to fat shame yourself. It's okay to fat shame yourself. Yeah. But to acknowledge that somebody is maybe a little bit obese, to mm-hmm. acknowledge that's what it is because you don't, maybe, maybe you don't want to be like that. Maybe that's not your cup of tea. To acknowledge somebody looks a certain way is fine. Don't be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. The rule of thumb should be just like, say whatever you want as long as you're not being a dick about it. Yeah, exactly. And now they're doing the same thing with James Bond. They're going to get rid of all the uh, the racist language. Like in Live yeah, like, Let Die, when he's like going to Harlem, mm-hmm. he's just dropping N-bombs. They're going to pull all that back. But the question is, like, would you want them, them to pull that back, uh, take all the, the language out, or just be better at teaching your kids? Why, like, look, it was a different time. Yeah. It's like he was describing a purple car. It wasn't like he's being racist. He was using a language just to like, hey, oh, you mean that guy? Yeah. Like it wasn't derogatory in that sense. And yeah. the characters who were using it derogatory were getting shot. Well, we talked about it. Like just don't, don't change the message. Change the attitude. Change the attitude. Yeah. Be better at educating yeah, exactly. the next generation. Yeah. Right? That's that's the big one. Yeah. That's then that's that's not going to happen on a large scale. No way, man. No. No way. We got we to gotta nerf everything. Nerf, yeah. nerf, we have to nerf everything. everything yeah. That's that's the way the world works. That's yeah. You got to make all the corners soft so that our heads are soft. So like instead of like smacking your head against a corner and building good scar tissue yeah, on your it, on your brain. Yeah, and that's not like, that's not how you become strong when you're protected. No, man. You, strength doesn't but, come from protection. Yeah, strength comes when you're like exposed. Right. God damn it. God damn it. I mean, but that's 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 the truth, right? I mean, like you if you don't fall down, why do we fall, Bruce? Why do we fall? Yeah. So why do we fall, Bruce? So we can get back up again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you don't fall down, you're gonna think that the world's uh, it's never gonna fail you. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. You gotta toughen your shit up. Yeah. World, world's a scary place. So just be prepared for it. Just be prepared for it. Yeah. World's a terrifying place. There's polar bears right out your fucking front door. Yeah. So I tried to tell people who were like American when the Trump thing happened. Yeah. Like, don't move to Canada. We got fucking polar bears just like roaming the earth. Yeah. We don't want you guys. We don't want you people. <laughs> Number one, we just don't want you. Yeah. Number two, you won't do well here. You're used to warm climates, especially with the the snow in California. Oh my god, yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> that, it devastated them. It snowed in yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. You guys got a piece of it. You guys, yeah. you guys sang all the shit about us, now you can deal with it. Right. The problem is now they're going to act like they invented it. They're going to act like they're the only ones that have ever been through like snow trauma. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be snow trauma. Yeah. We had minus 30. I'm like, oh, you mean Tuesday? You mean Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it wasn't even minus 30. They didn't, they didn't oh, get whatever. Yeah, like, we don't, we, like... For us, it's like okay, we we've gone through snowfall. Right, we get tons of snow. Our our, our city um, manages it properly. We have the budget for it, so it, uh. they, they they clean they, they clean it as much as they can. I mean, they do a piss poor job, but they try. <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, but uh, and when it's cold here, hmm. we don't care because the, the roads are clean. The roads are clean. Yeah, like look at like today, the, the roads were one hundred percent clean. Right, you were. We know how to drive in it. And we know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and we don't and like we have nice flat surfaces. There's no like. Not like Vancouver, where it's like this, and people are just smashing into everywhere. Like <laughs> Vancouver, <clears throat> Vancouver does not do well with like rain, like hard rain. Ve- Vegas, man. Like I mean, m- all my family is in Vegas, so I spend a lot of time there. And if it rains there, they do not do well in that shit. Yeah, because it never rains, so all the oil comes up. So it is just like a slip and slide out there. Yeah. But the problem also is like with us, if we if we encounter like if if it's, it's slippery out there. For me, I'm like, oh, this is what you do to make sure that you don't slide into a, into a street lamp, a street lamp, yeah, you just or a, a lamppost. Yeah, you just adjust your driving. You adjust your driving. Go right? slower. With them, they're like, nope, full tilt. Full, Woo-hoo! 
Yeah, but they're yeah, shooting we, fucking guns in the air. The they don't change. Right they don't change their tires. They don't do anything. So well, I mean, they, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that because well, no, they they can't do that because the rain is just going to hit whenever it hits. No, I'm saying like pe- people who are like uh, in especially in 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 winter in winter climates in, who are not used to winter climates. Right. Yeah, they will not change their tires. No, no. I don't know it's going to do a whole lot for them though. It won't. It won't because you can change it to winter tires all you want, but if like, yeah. you don't know how to drive properly in them. It's not like you put winter tires on. It's not going to save you from anything. If you're on sure. highway speeds, it's not going to stop you from going like you're on black ice and, it's not, <clears> and you press pump the brakes. It's not going to like no. save you. It helps. It helps to get out but of But it snow. doesn't magically stop you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like stopping distance decreases significantly, right? So, I mean, you are able to stop faster and stop sooner. But at the same time, like, you know, if you're within 50 feet of something and your winter tires help you stop within 50 feet of something. Then, yeah. And you hit the brakes, you're going to hit something in 50 feet. Like, you're going to hit it. You're going to hit it. Like, it's just going to happen, right? Yeah. So you've got to adjust your, like, your actual driving mentality. Yeah. Maybe slow the fuck down a little bit. Yeah, that's... Uh, don't just careen through traffic. Don't don't careen through, through traffic, yeah. Like, you're being chased by a zombie horde. All yeah. cars aren't moving. Yeah, exactly. We like, like, Edmonton has that once in a while when people just... Like, the first snowfall. First snowfall. You just hear all these accidents, and then you're like... Yeah, that's always bad. Just go slow. Well, there's, there's always, it's always that thing where, like, I've got this, like, this, this idea in my head that it's not like, uh, old people. Like, we always say, it's like, well, there's an old guy. No, no, no. No. That old guy driving really poorly drove, like, out when he was 25 years old. Mm-hmm. This is a lifelong habit built. Yep. So, clearly, the ones who are causing the traffic problems are the assholes. Yeah. Or the people who don't care to get better at what they're doing, in which case, they are assholes. Yeah, all you have to do is just get to the right-hand lane. Right. And just let everyone else go past. Yep. That's all you have to do. Go slow in the middle. If you can't handle that. Go to the right. Go into the far right. Go slow. Yeah. And don't you... block somebody who's trying to merge. Yep. That's all simple you have to rules, do. Simple rules, man. Simple rules. Uh, Eight simple rules. Yeah. For dating his teenage daughter. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I thought I saw like a spider on my light over there. Oh. Oh. Let's see what else we got over here. Oh, hey. I was going to talk about the whole thing with the B-movie thing. One of my favorite B-movies that I think is slept on, overrated, has always been... Mike Myers, cable guy. So I married an axe murderer. Yes. That's how Jim Carrey had cable guy. Yeah. Mike Myers had So I Married an Axe Murder. Like around the same time. That was like his one. Those are great movies. I like those. Those are great movies. Yeah. But when they both came out, everybody's like, what are you doing? You're mm-hmm. going to destroy your career. Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, what are you doing? Yeah. The, you know what they were doing? They were trying something different. They were trying something different. And yeah. both those movies became like, like hallmarks. Yeah. Like they became like these, like, just like, like lines scored. Yeah. Into the gun handle. I'm like, I was this so happy they did that because I'm like, I'm like, let me see what else this guy can do because right. these two guys are so talented. For sure. And they're in their prime. I'm like, let me just see what these guys can do. And, and they're I, both as classic. Oh, classic. Great Old soundtracks. Classic. Yeah, great soundtracks. Great soundtracks. Yep. Another uh, Starship. Yes. <laughs> With the uh, cable guy. Yep. Well, cable airplane. Air. Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Great slick either mm-hmm. way. But uh, yeah, not a, uh, not mannequin level. <laughs> not, a, not a mannequin level. Yeah, there was, um, uh, who else, what else was Jim Carrey after Cable Guy was good? Well, Actually, all of his all of his nominated movies were great. I mean, Jim Carrey's got a lot of <coughs> excuse me. Jim Carrey's got a lot of movies that were not Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, like um, the Majestic is really good. Yeah, Truman Show is really good. Uh, Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine was, was good. Yeah, that was, was really good. good. Number that one number twenty three. Number twenty three. It was really good. He he took risks. Yeah, he made a lot of risky movies. I mm-hmm. mean, really, I think you've got like Ace Ventura, the two of those, mm-hmm. uh, Mask, Cable Guy. And then he kind of steps away from zany comedy altogether. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was what made him really famous. And then next thing you know, he's no longer Ace Ventura. Yeah. He's a legitimate actor now. And they were all good. Liar, Liar was maybe the last really zany one. Yeah. And even that one was a lot of, like, good acting. Yeah, that's true. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't think of after, like, after Liar, Liar, what he did that was, like, out there. Like, really wild. 
Yeah. Maybe uh, Fun and Dick and Jane. He does the mannequin dance on the table. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. There's, I can't forget Dumb and Dumber. Actually, you know what's a really good movie? is uh, I was thinking about when you were talking about Jim J. Fox. Uh, two movies, actually. Uh, Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood's phenomenal. And um, that one with Kiefer Sutherland, uh, written by uh, Brett Easton Ellis' friend. Um, uh, I don't remember this one. What's it called? Um, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, what's it called? It's called... Um, where he's an editor, um, Bright Lights, Big City. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got one of the great uh, escape the rape scenes. Yeah, when he's trying to get away from the broad in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, that one and that one and uh, like and similar to that movie is uh, uh, Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero is really good. Yeah, uh, that's another Easton Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah Less Than Zero. Mm-hmm. No, those are solid. I I always thought like okay, you know what? He had his version of a cable guy too. A cable guy, or uh, or like the dark one, mm-hmm. the frighteners, the frighteners, Peter yeah. Jackson. Mm-hmm. The frighteners is one of my all time. Well, that's, that's a fun movie. Yeah, favorite fun movies. Like that's that's ma- that could be my top twenty of all time. Mm-hmm. I think the frighteners is really good. Yeah, that's really a to- that's a totally fun movie. Yeah, yeah, really a solid flick, and like very different than your typical Michael J. Fox. Yes, like Michael J. Fox role. Mm-hmm. I think like one of his last ones before he kind of semi retired from movies. Or yeah, then he went, yeah, then he went. Yeah, then he went more into TV and stuff like that. I think it might have been. This might have been <clears throat> after Spin City. I think it was like the Frighteners and Spin City were around the same time. Nineteen ninety four. No, it was after ninety four. Are you sure? I think Frighteners was after ninety four. I think it's it's like it's mid to like mid to late nineties, and then it's Spin City, and then he retires. The Parkinson's thing kind of hits him pretty hard after that, and then he's out of there. The Frighteners. Nineteen ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So we're 96, and then, yeah, right after that is Spin City, and then he's kind of done. Okay. Damn, Michael J. Fox. What could have, what could have been? What what could have been, Michael J. Fox? I had a, uh, I had a sad one. Sad one. Babar died. Who? Babar. Gordon Pinsett. Gordon Pinsett. The voice of Babar. Oh, really? Frazier Sr. Oh. Juicel. Gordon Pinsett died. I thought that guy would live forever. Yeah, he... Um, Canadian icon. Canadian icon, that's true, yeah. I totally forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Babar. Doobies. I don't know. I say Babar. Babar. I don't know, I'm not French. No, but you know where from? Where? F- Fletch. It's from Fletch? Yeah. Babar. Uh, is, that, is that what... <laughs> two bees? With two bees? Yeah. One, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. With, is that with two, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. two bees? Yeah, not, not, not together. <laughs> not together. Babar. It's yeah. two bees, not together. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fletch. Hey, man. Another great... Another great, like, underrated gem. Oh, I love Fletch. You see the new one? With, uh, what's his With, face? Uh, John Hamm. John Hamm? No, I've I heard, heard it's good. I heard it's good. Yeah, yeah, I heard John, well, I would imagine John Hamm would do a good job as Fletch. Yeah. Just monotone, just like, just, um, because Fletch is all delivery. Fletch is yeah. all that deadpan sarcasm. Yeah. Like, I love, I, I love Chevy Chase. Like, he is just one of my favorite comedic actors of all time. Chevy Chase is a fucking gift. Yeah, he's a he's gift. He's a gift. I mean, I don't know how deep you got in the community, but like, it's sad when he's not there. Mm-hmm. Like, Pierce Hawthorne is one of the greatest villains in TV mm-hmm. history, and it's all because of Chevy Chase. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else who could have done even like a, a, a remotely close to that job. Actually, speaking of another good B movie, um, in the eighties, Three Amigos, Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, man, three three legends. What was it? Do you wanna do you wanna kiss me on the veranda? <laughs> <laughs> prefer to kiss you right here. <laughs> something like that, right? Or, or prefer to kiss you on the lips? Something. It's just they're so dumb. Those guys are so. Cool. They're so hilarious, and they just play. They play off. They play off each other so well. Good old dusty bottoms. Yeah, they're like. Remember, like when, uh, um, yeah, remember, like when Chevy Chase and uh, Air, uh, 
and Martin were like uh, just at the at, then they were trying to get, get back into like and steal other costumes. Yeah. And then Steve Martin's at the top and he's like, "Hey!" He's trying to get their attention and they're just right above him. He's right. And he's like, "He's like, hey, you, you here? Look, look up here." <laughs> I will say that's that's pretty good. I love that scene. But the scene where they realize that they're they're not acting. Yeah. They're actually about to get murdered by yeah. like an, an yeah. army of banditos. Yeah. And then Martin Short has that like realization. He's trying to explain the very like Bud Abbott kind of way. Yeah. Like we are in some serious shit. Yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, this, this, this is real. This is real. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, this, they are going to kill us. <laughs> it's so good. His fear is like palpable. It's yeah. so good. I don't even know what we're doing here. <laughs> Three Amigos is such a good movie. Yeah. There's very few, like, again, I think that's why like, I get such a kick out of the burbs, right? Because there's very few movies. Like, Ghostbusters is such a gem. I know yeah. everybody loves it, and it's it's one of those things that, like, you know, it'll go down as the greatest comedy of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, history can be the judge, whatever. Yeah. But there's just, there's certain deliveries in certain movies that just tickle my funny bone. Yeah. Like, when they realize that, well, they think that they've got Walter's bone. Oh, yeah, yeah. In in the burbs? In the burbs, yeah. Or when he burns his fingers off and he sees his finger and goes, oh, yeah, my finger is black. <laughs> it's like that weird kind of like, and uh, uh, was Rick uh, Document, Documenting, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. he was in all of those. Like, he was like in all these great, like, cameos. He's in Die Hard. He's there. Wasn't he in Ghostbusters? He's got little little cameos and everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, he is. He's playing the same kind of, like, knucklehead. Knucklehead, yeah. Except burbs is just his biggest role, are you yeah. right? Yeah, there's, um... Yeah, because I think, yeah, he was in, um, yeah, he was in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of what else he was in. Um, well, he's the same Power Grid guy. He's the Power Grid guy, in, yeah. In Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Shut down the grid. I'm trying to tell you. I yeah. can do it from here. <laughs> like, don't fucking touch it. Don't touch it. I don't want you to do it from here. Yeah. I'm saying I got all the tools right here. and do it from here. <laughs> Great. Just a terrific character. Yeah, man. I think, yeah, I just think uh, it was just a, such a glorious age for movies. The 80s was just, man... They, like, they, they, it'll never be like that again. Yeah, it was just a... Uh, like It was one of those things where it was it was just about to spike, and everybody knew it was going to spike. Yeah. And then all the, the restrictions of the 60s were gone, the 70s experimented a little bit, like yeah. the Warriors and all that stuff was mm-hmm. happening in the 70s. Yeah. Godfather, Taxi Driver was all, all like happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the fucking 80s were like, nah, the wheels are coming off. Wheels coming off. Make whatever, you, make whatever you want. And then they then the 80s had the gift of Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop is and Forty Eight Hours and Forty Eight Hours, yeah. Brewster's Million, not Brewster's Million, sorry. Um, the other one, the uh, Brewster's Millions is is, uh, is uh, Richard Pryor. Uh, Richard Pryor, I think, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. What am I getting that right? No, no. Brewster's Millions this is Richard Pryor. Is Richard Pryor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where he's the uh, the ball player. He's got to spend all his money. Yeah, that and that's with um, who else? Um, somebody else is in that movie that I know. Oh, trading places. That's what I'm always mixing it up with. I'm trading, trading, trading places. places. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trading places is the one that got the two guys in the park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's the way to go. Hey, they got rid of TikTok. Yes. TikTok has finally gone off of uh Canadian like like government workers' phones. Good. You can't you can't TikTok your you can't do a TikTok dance while China's just stealing your data. Yeah. While you're trying to order a while you're trying to order a coffee and get get liquid thrown in your face. Yeah. What? You hear about this? Wait, wait, wait. I just agreed with you because I was like, yeah. Yeah. What? Did you hear the story? No. What's going on here? Oh, I didn't tell you. Some you? Yeah. You were ordering coffee. No, no, no. The, this this TikTok video I saw, or this video I saw of a lady doing TikTok in in a in uh, in a Starbucks. This is like in 2021. Get out of town. Okay, so I'll I'll set the scene for you. So this lady, this guy's like, um, uh, he has his phone out, 
And so he's he's just like, this is what he's doing. He's video recording this lady, and she's just like sitting there at the Starbucks uh, <clears throat> where she's getting her drink, right? Oh, and, so this is what she thinks she's yeah, and she's like this, and she's like doing whatever, like record. I don't know, I don't know nothing about TikTok, so but she's like just recording like her video herself doing this, right? And the camera pans over, and the guy like records these two, this couple sitting at the table with masks on, and then they get up to leave, and she's still like singing and dancing, making a fool out of herself. Then the guy gets up. And he has like, a, like yeah he took the he takes the lid the off. two mask people from the table yeah so the yeah so the guy gets so they both get up and the guy he goes like this and the guy takes his lid off and the liquid is actually pretty you can see the steam coming off and he throws it in her face wow was this all a planned sketch no or the, then how did he pan over to see those people there he's just like trying to get a yeah, crowd yeah you know he, he was just trying to get like a he was just trying to record to see how stupid she was like just oh like my God. and then he's like and then these people got up and he's like. And oh, he, he could see it coming. Yeah, he could see it coming. And he's like, this oh, thing. And she no. got up and he like, this thing. And he threw it right in her face. Wow. And she goes, what the hell? And then she's like, why'd you do that? I was going to give you an autograph. You're nobody. You're you're a nobody. Yeah. And then the guy walks out and all you hear is, fuck off. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's, it's the guy's girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. That's bonkers, man. That's, I mean, like, people have lost their damn mind. Like, people yeah. just do crazy shit like that now. Where it's like, it's okay to... It's okay to play the main character and mm-hmm. go stand in front of like a kiosk and block everybody's everybody's order and do whatever the hell you want to do because you're <laughs> you know obviously you're you got your followers and shit yeah and then it's also okay all of a sudden now just like throw a hot coffee in someone's face and not think there's consequences yeah it's wild man I just saw a video the other day of this dude he's got no arms he's probably about like five feet tall scraggly just clearly mentally ill mm-hmm. and he's it looks like New York like he's in the subway shooting off the N word. Just yelling the N-word. Mm-hmm. And this, like, 300-pound black guy, like, linebacker, runs up and just, like, teep kicks him in the hip as hard as he can. And the little dude just goes flying into, like, a uh, those little turnstiles. Yeah. And clearly is, like, discombobulated as fuck. I love that word. <laughs> discombobulated. Mm-hmm. AF, my friend. But at the same time, like, okay, I get that that guy shouldn't be, like, yelling the N-word at the top of his lungs. Like, that's bad. Yeah. But, like, can't you recognize that you're dealing with somebody who's mentally ill? He's got no arms. At the uh, by the elbows, but they're small anyway, so he's clearly not. Oh, he's a T Rex. Yeah, but in the worst way. Like oh, he's okay. got he's got no hands. Oh, okay. Like his arms like kind of end of the elbows, mm-hmm. but he's very like very malnourished, very small, clearly not well. Like okay, mentally, so, like, yeah. So you're just like you know what, just it's not worth it. You just yeah. At that point, you look at me like, oh look, it's like it's like seeing a sponge and saying, oh look, it's a sponge, mm-hmm. and then ripping the sponge up because you don't like sponges. Oh okay. It's like there's, but it's doing nothing. It's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You know, like, I get that he's yelling something, and I but get he's, he's, but he's harmless. Like, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've I, I've been in that situation before. Yeah, too. it's yeah. totally hard. We all have. Yeah, we're like, you're not even worth it. You're not worth my time. Yeah. Man. And at the same time, it's like it just seems like both sides, even though he's mentally ill. Maybe he should he should somehow like be able to recognize like I'm like he should does he not get the maybe he doesn't get the cues that's true yeah maybe the cues aren't there but being the person who is the, all all together in the head mm-hmm. who is apparent like you know clearly at least looks appears to be like able to recognize that the situation is fucked yeah maybe you shouldn't walk up and just teep kick that guy as hard as you can in the hip send him into a giant piece of metal yeah that dude is messed up. Yeah, I agree, man. It's it's very, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that this. I see videos of like people just like. This, I think it was one. They were they were in a bodega in New York, and um, I love that word. Yeah, it's. I just yeah. I'm, I try to use it every, every time I can. Into- Everything. Yeah, uh, bodega. Bodega. <laughs> and um, so this guy's like, there's a black guy. He was just like at the the cashier. Yeah, he's just picking up what he wants to. He picks up a can of like uh, 
soda or something. And this guy, this white guy comes in and Twisted he's, teeth. yeah, he's just sitting there and he's like, he's talking Ebonics. And then he just says the N word. He keeps dropping the N word, kept dropping the N word. He's like, Hey, what's up? Whatever. You haven't seen this before. I I, I saw it and I was like, I saw it for the first time. And I was like, he's like, the, and the guy's the, and the black guy just looks at him and he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I think you've probably seen this, right? It's the twisted T. Yeah. And I just like, just took the thing and just smacked him twice and then got him on the ground. Just boom. And I was like, well, there's, there's a whole thing behind that. Is there? So the dude at the counter, the skinny white guy. Yeah. He's, he's not just throwing Ebonics out. He's doing it to be racist very deliberately. Oh, I didn't know that. And then when the black guy is, he's flipping his twisted T. So he flips it and he kind of drops it. Mm -hmm. So as he goes to pick it up, like after it's on the ground, the white guy comes up and like kicks it out of his way. So then he goes up, he picks up the tea and just wallops the white kid in the face with it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I'll show you the video again. That's the meme, the Twisted Tea meme. Oh, okay. That's like, I don't know if you noticed on the internet, all of a sudden, like, Twisted Tea was a thing for a bit there. Oh, I didn't know. I... Yeah, that was from that video. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's the same thing. Like, at that point, like, you are, like, in real time, you're now succumbing to a troll. Like, you're seeing a troll act like a troll, mm -hmm. and you're you're deciding to, like, be like, oh, fucking this kid. I can get why he was triggered by the kid kicking his tea, though. Because, like, when he drops it, the, the kid kicks it. Like, he's reaching for it. It's right there. And the kid's like, yeah, fuck you. And kind of kicks it over. Mm -hmm. So, the dude's like, oh, fuck, man. Just, he just. I mean, it's a. It's you a can hear it. It's, it's like. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, you can just hear it. I mean, if you've ever thrown a full can of foamy Coke at a wall. Yeah. That's the sound it made. Yeah. But wetter. Wetter, <laughs> like, yeah. Wetter. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, that, yeah. I, th I thought I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. Just like boom, and then you got him on the ground. And he's like, and he kept saying, he was like, what'd you call me? What'd you call me?" And then I was like, "Yeah." He kind of gives him like two or three pretty. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He beat. Like, yeah, they had to be. They had to pull this guy off him. Like it was just. Uh, I haven't seen it that far in. I've seen. The, I've seen the beginning of it. I haven't seen the yeah. pulling him off, but I definitely saw him. I just like his head. His head just went like that, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. he took a walloping." <laughs> it yeah. was a. Uh, it, it was like an instant karma moment. Yeah, it was, enjoy it was, it was, it was, it was it. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it was enjoyable. If he hadn't kicked that <laughs> twisted tea, I mean, we would not be given the gift of that meme. Yeah, given, given the gift, I think is the theme of this episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, you know what I enjoy even probably more than that, like, uh, more than a good public beatdown. No, no, a, a good public beatdown. But I love it when um, I see videos of like uh, black women fighting each other. It is. And they're, they, it is wild. Yeah, like they end up with no shoes on. They're, <laughs> it is wild. And their their hair that they've been, you know, they their hair just goes flying everywhere. And you can tell they're all dolled up before, but after, but like fast forward thirteen seconds, and they are just like at war with it's each other. Aggro. It's worse than seeing two guys fight. I'll it, tell you, like it's, it's vicious. White girls just and like I've been I've worked in the bars a long time. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, to, to the point where I had to remove myself from the bars. Mm -hmm. It was getting to be one of those things where I didn't want to be in there anymore. And white girls just don't fight like that no they just don't know how to they don't know how to step it up like a black girl will always kick the shit out of a white girl this is the way it is brown girls also is, i'm sorry you guys think that you're tough as shit and you're not you're not it's just you're just not no, you're not and you barely fight anyway yeah exactly when you do get into fights it's usually like it's very it's it's very yeah it's more like verbal and you just want to like and everyone just wants you to shut up yeah super annoying chinese yeah. girls again i had a chinese girl get into a fight one time we kicked all of her team out her whole little gang of like friends and her birthday party mm -hmm. she came back and yelled at me that like i can't kick out her entourage so I was like, huh, Josh, bitch, you're in Edmonton. You're in Edmonton. It's minus 40 outside. Nobody knows the fuck Exactly. Why aren't, you, why aren't you wearing a jacket in the, in the lineup? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. But again, like that fight with her and her friends, you're watching like, they just don't know how to fight. But black girls, like when you watch that world they don't star care. shit. Yeah, they don't care. They are aggressive. They're, they don't, yeah, exactly. Like as soon as the first thing they do, they grab, they grab for their shoes and they start like, wheeling, wheeling you on the head with it. I'm like, and they're vicious. They don't, and they hate other black women. 
Well, in the fight, in the fights, it's just like I mean, I'm sure they're all friends until the fight starts, and then it's game on. Then it's game on. Yeah, it's it's so awesome to watch. <laughs> it's that's that's why I love that Nini Leaks uh, chick. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't really watch that whole lot. But I don't oh, I love her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love her. She's because she, I like her I because violence. I would she could take any guy in a fight, and no one messes with her. She'll, she's willing to fight any any one of those girls. I'm like, yes, oh, shit, yeah, love she'll, her. She'll stand up for herself. Yeah, she, sure. Yeah, she went to the WWE. Yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> like she, she, she can handle herself there. I well, I don't know if she can handle herself there, but she'll definitely like run her mouth until she takes a beating. Yeah, like yeah, but like all those girls like there, like she'll stand over them and she's like, what? What are you gonna do? Yeah, she doesn't take a lot of shit. No, that's what I love about her. But I think that's like. I, like I wonder how that happens. Like is is there, there's got to be some sort of evolution of culture there, where it was just one of those things. Where it's like we'll we'll fight harder for like whatever reason. Yeah, and that just becomes a thing. Whereas like some cultures, it's like we just we just don't fight. Like we just, we just don't do it. It's not that's not our cup of tea. We don't like our culture as people isn't to get into like gigantic fist fights or brawls. Yeah, like there are certain groups that would come to bars when again like I mean, and this sounds like very racially profiling kind of stuff. But you see some people come in dressed a certain way. And this is all racist. Like if a white guy came in wearing an Ed Hardy shirt and jeans that had white stitching, mm-hmm. I would call it, we're going to kick him and his friends out. Yeah. Like he's going to be a piece of shit. That guy, especially if he was like overly tanned and had a pencil thin mustache oh. or a pencil thin goatee. I love guys like that. Like way too dark hair. Mm-hmm. Like his hair is way too black. Mm-hmm. Like that dude and all of his friends. Yeah. If a white guy looks like that, that guy's going to be a real fucking problem. Mm-hmm. If a bunch of brown guys came in wearing like skinny fucking black shirts, like tight black shirts and they're super skinny. Yeah. They're with, like dark pants. With like really thin beards shaved. Little thin beards. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you guys are going to be a fucking problem. I guess it's the way it is. Yeah. Like certain cultures come in a certain way. If, if black guys came in like dressed in like sweater vests and bow ties, like we're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Like You guys are just going to be cracking jokes. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. You're going to be friendly. Yeah. You're going to tip the weight staff. Yeah. Like certain people came in and they were just like, you could see who they were. It sounds super profiley. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you see so much of it. They're like, oh, this is where the problem is going to be. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie, man. Yeah. Like the, the profile doesn't lie. There's a reason people profile is because sometimes it fucking works. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean you should act on it. Yeah. Like maybe you should sit and wait until like, you know, you know what you should always do? And this is always my rule too. It's like, prove me wrong, kids. <laughs> prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to wait here until you prove me wrong. Yeah. And generally I'm going to wait here and do nothing. I'm going to be super polite and you're going to prove me right. 60% of the time it works. 60% of the time it works 100% of the time. <laughs> what's the, what's the quote? 60% of the time it works every time. It works every time. That doesn't make any sense. 60% of the time it works every time. Oh, it's called a, Panther. What a sleaze made, character. Yeah, it's made out of real Panther. <laughs> it's made out of real Panther juice. Oh man. That was kind of like one of the other things I'd written down. It was like my, um, it led into... This idea that like people on the in the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Dancing girl, all these people that you've got over there. It's like nobody seems to understand um, like interaction anymore. It's like it's gotten to where like on Twitter, if you don't like something, your immediate reaction is to be like blast it with the FUs. Yeah. Like right away. If you don't like something on YouTube, it's like there was even a, an algorithm I remember about like 10 years ago that was like there's a certain amount of comments that will happen before racism enters the chat. Yeah. Or before like calling somebody a Nazi enters the chat. Mm-hmm. And that, that algorithm, that that concept has gotten shorter and shorter now to where now it's like the second you don't like something you just f you it right away yeah you know what the weird thing is is like uh there's no the rebuttal should be um instead of uh someone some disagree with you they would, why can't the rebuttal just be like oh really um uh why is that right but yeah. that's that used to be how real world conversations happened you didn't like something you'd be like oh so what, what what's your view on this yeah why don't you think like that? Yeah. And then you might hear something that you were like, you know what? I never thought about that. Right. So don't be afraid of being proven wrong. 
No, for sure. Take your ego out of the equation. That uh, that Steven Crowder thing ruined that, right? Or it's like change my mind defiantly. Like gays are gays are here for the Satan. Like Satan loves the gays. Change my mind. It's like yeah, I'm the can't can, can, can't. You're an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's like you're an asshole. I can't change your mind. Mm-hmm. It's like you you think these people are the way they are because you've been indoctrinated by some fucked up concept. Stephen Crowder is just... I can't change your mind. Yeah, Stephen Crowder is just... Oh, man. Well, he's garbage. He's garbage. I mean, there are a lot of people on the right who he, are pretty fun, but Stephen Crowder is garbage. Yeah, like, even like the Daily Wire distance themselves from that guy. Like this last few months, yeah, right? Like, last few, like two or three months. Like yeah. little by little, they've all started disassociating with this guy. Yeah, they helped him through like a lot. Like Ben Shapiro did, helped him with like some law stuff. Like he was his lawyer right. for a lot of stuff. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I can't, I can't believe you said that about my friend. Yeah, I didn't get too much into it, but I did see The Wire was like, yeah, he's out. He's out. I think Stephen Crowder is gone. Mm-hmm. A lot of those right-wing organizations right now are finding themselves, like, uh, distancing themselves from prominent members, right? Like uh, Project Veritas. Yeah. They've moved away from the leader of their little group. Yeah, they kicked him out. But he's... In the boot. Which is weird, because, like, he's the one... He, without him, they were nothing. They were somewhere he started. He, he started everything. He but I'm not sure what it's like now, though. Start calling himself, like, Jimmy Veritas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Change your Change your Twitter handles. No. Yeah. But I mean, Who knows? I think it becomes one of those like uh, happens to the left too because mm-hmm. yep. they're also a bunch of assholes. I was about, I was about to say that. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It happens everywhere. It's that uh, the Dark Knight man. Yeah, it's Dark Knight. Yeah, you're exactly. Die the hero, or you live long enough to sell, live long enough to sell, see yourself become the villain. Yeah, and they all do that. They, they all, all do live that. long enough to see themselves become the villain. Yeah. So like, why don't you just like you've built something? You know, why don't you just take that and move on to something else? Right. And then like, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that, like we've talked about it a few times, that um, not not so much the audience capture end of it, but the um, you mark out your own gimmick. Yeah, it happens a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Where and I've always said my biggest example of that is Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck was a fairly normal centrist guy, and then he found a way to make a whole lot of cheddar. Yeah, he became this character on Fox News, and I think it emotionally broke him. Yeah, he he iron sheeked himself. He iron sheeked himself. Yeah, and poor iron sheek, you know, two broken legs in a wheelchair all day. Mm-hmm. So Glenn Beck is suddenly like the crying at the chalkboard is not bullshit anymore now it's real and it's there forever it's there forever yeah it'll happen man but uh hey so other 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 than all other bullshit we just rambled off on mm-hmm. how was your week how are things going it was good i finally saw that full episode of south park where they made fun of the the royal couple mm. the new one the new one yeah yeah i i haven't but i bet you it's great yeah it's great i remember like uh what was it sean handy had pierce morgan on his show mm. and they were talking about it was like only like a five minute like segment or whatever right on South Park or in uh, real life? Uh, about that episode and about the, oh. the, the couple. And uh, um, he was on the he was on his show and they were talking like, yeah, it was good to see two guys just talking about like, not like difference of opinion or something like that, but just talking just focusing on that topic, right? And it was good. To, it was like it was good to see like Hannity just like just talk about that, and not talk about conspiracy or just be a normal human being, just be a normal human being. Hmm. And then, um, yeah, this uh, Pierce Morgan just laid it all out, and he was like, oh my god, these guys are just. You want the private life, but you want the Netflix series. You want to go on Oprah. You want to do this. You want to do that. Shut up. Nah, it, just go away. Just go away, man. Go away. No, I, nobody cares. I don't like. I, I still. I stand by it. I don't think any of it is real. I think everything they do is engineered. Everything is engineered. Every member of the royal family, as as we believe it to be, is still together and still engineering stories. Like when you hear negative press, it comes from the royal family. They've engineered it because they have to say relevant. If you hear positive press, like suddenly they're having a good time. They're hanging out. Oh, look, Will and Harry are hanging out together. It's engineered. And Will and Harry are fighting. It's engineered because they have nothing else to give. Like, I'm sure they've got their charitable organizations and they do really good work behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, there's this like real like media bubble they need to stay relevant. I think they engineer all that shit. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens in May. What's happening in May? 
when uh, their dad is going to become the king. Oh, you the mean king. the coronation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. even that, nothing's going to change. I think there's going to be, uh, like, yeah, because I, I don't think anything's going to happen. Like, I just want to see the uh, the fallout. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that after this, um, I, I don't think the real couples, you're, you're going to hear much from them again. Oh, no, I think they'll keep hearing things. I think they'll keep engineering bullshit over and over and over again. I, I, yeah, generations. I, I, I don't think you'll hear anything relevant. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So? yeah I don't no, think no. so. Yeah. Right now, it's not relevant. No. Like, I don't I don't care <clears throat> that um, Harry felt like he was the spare child. I was a spare child. They, they never really cared for me. Well, I don't know why I'm doing, like, a weird, drunken Liverpoolian accent. But it's just like, I don't care. They, they never cared about never me. Never cared about you. You were, you were raised in never royalty, okay? There's a lot of... You, you, it could have been a lot worse. They had one really horrific moment of trauma in their life. Yeah. And the world lashed on hard. Yeah. And sucked that teat. Yeah. And like, you know, and that's that's a traumatic thing to go through with any child, right? traumatic, right? But, um, yeah, but... Uh, I don't know. It just... Um, and it's not easy to live in the, in the limelight, but, uh, you know, as you go older... Yeah. You... Um, you adapt. You adapt. And, and you overcome. And yeah, you overcome. Like, there's a lot of other people out there who lost their parents or didn't even know their parents. Oh, yeah, for but they, sure, but, but they didn't have, like, the entire country paying for every, their, every like, little thing they have. Right. And, and growing up in royalty. And that's why I think all that stuff is such, like, engineering be, bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they have to keep that. They've got to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And if you're not relevant, if they're not talking about you, they forget about you. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. then you go away. That's a very good, yeah, that's a very good point, because, like, I think it's... A lot of people, I, I use that line, like, especially use it at work. I, I talk to some of my coworkers, and one of them is like, well, goes, why do you always, like, make fun of me and stuff like that? I'm like, I'm like, if I'm not joking about you, that means I don't care about you. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, look, some of us, uh, okay, look, some people are clearly assholes. Yes. They just they just are. Yeah. They make fun of other people just because it, it, they get off on it, mm-hmm. and it's like, if they keep others down, they feel better about themselves. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. It's the reason I keep you around. Yeah, exactly. Because that's how I treat you. <laughs> But, but we're codependent on each other. Codependent assholes. <laughs> yeah, we treat each other like total shit. Yeah, and it makes us both feel better. Yeah, weirdly, it's also a, worse. It's the, it's the coffee sticks that are keeping this. Uh, the coffee sticks has legs that are keeping this podcast alive. Right, it's, it's like a potato <laughs> podcast on top, and we're two horrible coffee sticks, just like underneath the potato. Yeah, and we're, we both have to hold on. I know, and those electrodes that popped into the potato that are powering this. Uh, the camera. The camera. Otherwise, the whole thing goes to shit. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing falls apart. I don't know where I was going with any of that, but like that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I think has some good shit. But no, I think that's it, it. Is like that, right? Where it's like that. Uh, some people just. They like it's it's out of love, like the poking and the jabbing, yeah. and you kind of expect it to come back. Yeah, exactly. Like when yeah. you when you take the piss out of your friends, you mm-hmm. bullshit around a little bit. It's like yeah. you all kind of make fun of each other, mm-hmm. and then you're having a good time, but you're not doing it out of hate. You're just you're just fucking around. Yeah, just, you're just ball breaking. That's right. All you're you're just ball breaking, man. You're just ball breaking, fucking around, having a good time. But then like sometimes you get those characters in there who are just awful. Yeah, but thankfully like we we weed all those people out. Yes, they're all. They're all gone. They're all gone now. And you know who you are because we don't talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If you haven't gotten a call from me in three years, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason we ain't chatting, home. Because mm-hmm. we're not friends anymore. We're not. Oh man, we hit a bunch of a bunch of good stuff. I had some. Uh, I, had, I had something here. I had something else to talk about. I just like the real life trolls thing. We kind of covered it. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I saw a photo of a guy wearing a like a like a fuck you shirt on his shirt on his on an airplane. He's just doing it to be a troll. Oh, okay. And then they were telling him, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't like wear that on a plane with kids on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can wear what I want because like, it's my shirt. I'll wear this shirt. You can't stop me. Freedom of speech. Woohoo! Q, 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 Q. He's one of those guys. Oh, I see. Okay. It's like, you know, but you don't need to. Like, why are you inviting yeah, that? Yeah, that's like, true. Why are you inviting yeah. that to your, into your sphere? Yeah. It's because you enjoy. He's that guy. 
He's the guy that you cut out of your life. He's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's that dude. Yeah, I've yeah, there's many people that I'm like, yeah, you haven't I haven't talked seen you in a while. Hopefully you got the hint. Hopefully you got the hint. <clears throat> yeah. And if you haven't, well it's Listen to this episode. Yes, indeed. I can't remember the title of this one. Uh, the gift. The gift. The gift. The, the, the gift. The gift. <laughs> this is our gift to you. Yes. Cut them out of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and keep watching. Keep watching those old school 80s movies. Yeah, keep watching those. Yeah. And when you're when you're not watching those, flip or flip the YouTube, and uh, watch the YouTube versions of this. If you're listening to this, you should be watching it. Yes. And then, you know, maybe we'll go somewhere with this thing. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll take off and we'll become like big time stars and we'll leave you in the past. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave you in the dust and never talk to you again. Yeah, exactly. Don't make us famous because yeah. we'll treat you like shit and we'll go away forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll take our leave, stuff. Yeah, leave the little people behind. <laughs> we'll leave the little people behind. Our giant piles of money. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take our giant pile of money yeah. and we'll just fuck off. Sell out, yeah. We'll just sell out right yeah. away. Sell the whole thing to Mr. Beast. Yeah. My cousin's wife even said, she's like, how's your podcast going? She's like, I'm like, good. She's like, yeah. She goes, he goes, yeah, sell out completely if you guys get famous. <laughs> if you get famous, sell out. Man, I'll say it, I'll say it. It's not what you should do, but it's tempting as hell sometimes. It is, yeah. There are people, the people sell out all the time. And you, you wonder why. It's because they're rich and they don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. They've retired to their island. That's yeah. true, yeah. I would retire to an island. I, I, I don't know if I'd retire to an island. I would. I would, I would the other thing is, I would go to an island at least three times a year. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would probably get somewhere like up in the north. Maybe like like twenty or thirty acres. Like way up yeah. north. Mm-hmm. And just have my little compound. Yeah, somewhere where it's not too cold, but it's like uh um just just really, really nice weather. Yeah. Just relax. I want it to be a little cold. Really? I wanna I wanna dissuade people from being like, oh, let's go see what he's doing up there on his like it should be a summer destination. And all winters is me and my books. Me and my books and my mug of hot hot chocolate. Oh yeah. And my shotgun. Yeah, cooking, cooking. <laughs> yeah, cook, cooking meat in a in, meat. A, in a in a cast iron grill. A cast iron grill over like a over like a fireplace, yeah. like a fire pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's me. Yeah, that's if I get like if all of a sudden I hit it big on the old Elato. Yeah, I'd be uh, way up north. That's what I'd be doing. Just a gigantic beard. Actually, yeah. If I if I retired, like like let's say if I retired rich, hmm. uh, what I do? I'd probably still stay in Canada. I think I would. Home base, man. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't leave Canada. I would stay in, I'd I'd stay in Canada. Yeah, I would yeah. not go to the States. No, I do. I, actually, I, I would still want to stay somewhere warm. I would. Like Vancouver? I, I, actually, I would be here in the summer, and then, like, I'd travel, live somewhere warm, and then the winter, go away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if I was really... and then But I have, like... Yeah, live, like, go somewhere really nice in the, in the, win, in the winter times. As much as people shit all over that um, that WEF thing where it's like, you'll own nothing and live it, or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Owning nothing and having a wallet, like a fat wallet, and <laughs> being able to go wherever you want, whenever you want, like going somewhere like dirt cheap, like Thailand or like yeah. Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. like pennies on the dollar. Yeah. It's pretty tempting. Like, I've done that a lot. It's pretty it's pretty fun. Yeah, I would um, um actually, well, I'm actually planning a trip to um, to Mexico. That's a good trip to plan for a vacation, just to go for seven days. That's not bad. Yeah, to go to uh, there's these resorts that my cousin went to, mm-hmm. and they're crazy. So I would, I would like to go there just for seven days. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah, just go to the mid, like if, especially if it's got like a little town, like you're not in like Cancun, you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. Got some like little town next to your resort. Yeah, like I'm talking like a town like 200 people. Yeah, and you just go stay there and eat the eat the local food. The, 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 yeah, exactly. Make friends with the seniors and senoritas. Yeah, that's one. Muy. <laughs> <laughs> Muy bueno. Muy bueno. Is that right? I don't know. That's, I, I think I just mixed two that's, that's, together. That's Italian. That's probably Italian. Yeah. Mm. Tre bien. Yeah. Tre bien. <laughs> I'm done. I got nothing yeah, else. I got it exactly. <laughs> well, 
It's been the a music, long day. The music's been running. It's been a long day, man. Yeah. I was I was hammering nails into a board that like refused to give. Yeah, I was staring, I was staring at a screen for eight hours. Oh, good lord. Yeah, that's never fun. Yeah. Well, we're gonna stop doing that. Well, now we're staring at a camera for eight hours, and uh, I'll put this up, and people will listen to it, and I'll enjoy it, and they'll give us millions, and we'll laugh and laugh on a stack of money. Yeah. And that's that. That's the show. Peace out.